PE class is in session. Welcome to PE class, a podcast where anything and everything is discussed. I'm your host, Precious, along with Evangeline, and in today's episode, we'll be getting a little personal, and this episode, we'll be discussing the things we tell our younger selves. So, last week, I turned a quarter of a century. I like Yay! Saying, right? I made it! <laughs> um... Physically, I don't feel any different, um, although over, I feel like progressively over the past few years, my bones have been like creaking a little bit, but like oh, other, no. than that, <laughs> other than that, I feel the same um, physically at least, and I know that the brain stops developing at this time, and so I guess you become a little bit more mature, and I feel that way. Uh, my mindset has definitely changed a lot since I was younger. I feel more sure of myself now. I was very lost back then. I didn't know what I was doing with my life because uh, up until recently, I was following things that other people expected of me. Yeah, so it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy how five years ago, basically, I was feeling lost. I remember, well, five years, I was 20. So I was still in college and I was still trying to figure out what it was I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Which I feel it's so wrong to expect that from someone so young. Because, like, when you're in your tw- like your 20s, I know you're legally an adult. But I just feel you still don't know a lot about the world. And so to be expected to choose a major, and it, just, it didn't help. Yeah, so that's why I would advocate for gap years. Because that's what these past few years kind of have been for me. I've just been exploring myself and my interests. And I feel like... The older I get, the more I've been like feeding my inner child and going back to things I enjoyed doing yeah, when I was younger, um, like drawing. I've gotten back me into too. drawing. It's so much fun. Like I, I end up like in a flow state because I'm just like I'm just drawing and it's a good time and I'm listening to my Animal Crossing yeah. playlist or something and I'm just like it's so chill and I love it. Even if it's not that good, I don't really focus on like. The result so much I'm proud of myself when it feels like I've improved but it, it's more like the the act itself than like what the end result looks like for me at the moment and I've gotten back into manga that's been fun although that probably won't be fun for my wallet I should probably <laughs> oh I almost choked <laughs> I'm gonna uh limit myself on what I buy definitely I think I'm only going to collect series that I actually could see myself rereading or maybe if someone's over my house I would I would like recommend them to read um and then I've been learning Japanese which is also something I tried to do when I was younger I don't I don't think it was Rosetta Stone but it was like some version of Rosetta Stone my parents got me uh, I never finished it though but I'm, I've gotten further than I did when I was younger so something I'll stick with and I used to like going on adventures when I was a kid. Um, so my equivalent of doing that now is like going on hikes or like exploring new places in the state of Connecticut, which is where I live. <laughs> There's some things out here, I guess. I don't know. We all got a lot. But it's something, I guess. Like college, you get like three months to learn these subjects. You have deadlines, you have strict deadlines you have to meet. Sure, you can ask for extensions, okay, but it's still a, it's still a deadline at the end of the day. It's someone imposes upon you, and I don't like learning like that. That's true. I like I... learning at my own pace uh-huh. in an exploratory manner. Yeah, 
And That's... I don't like being graded either. I hate being graded. I hate group projects. I hate writing stupid essays. <laughs> and like college pads things out. Like you got to take stupid gen eds. Why do you got to take gen eds? Like if you want to do one major, why do I have to take gen eds? Just let me go straight into the major. That's true. I feel like high school was one big gen ed. So why are we continuing this? Like, they make you take math class again in English. Like, we've already done this in high school. Let's just get into what we're here to do. But I think it's probably because they want to milk how long you're there for and take your money. Because yeah, I don't so think true. college needs to be four years. No. The, like, the first, if you go four years, it's because the first two years are, are your undergrad gen ed it's stuff. And the last two years yeah. is your, for your major. So it's so dumb. Like... Some people like they got like the gen eds are like you gotta take a language, you gotta take an art. But if you're a math major, why do you need that stuff? I guess they want you to be well rounded too, but like like I said, you've already done this in high school and, and elementary school and you can do all this on your free time if you really want to. And not to mention like how many people are in crippling debt because of college in America. Oh god. Yeah, like what I feel like the average at least if it's um Probably a private school will cost more than a public, right? Definitely, because private, um, they're not funded by the government, so you're less yeah. likely to get, like, aid and whatnot. <clears throat> Those could easily be, like, 20000 a semester or something like that. Could not be me. Could not be me. I mean, like, unless you're really sure you, you know you're going to get a high-paying job, like, at some point afterwards, then you can pay it off. Oh, yeah, if you're a STEM major, I think you're pretty much set. I mean, you'll you'll be in debt, yeah, but you'll be able to pay it off definitely within the next few years after graduating. Five but, years. But if you're, like, some sort of liberal arts... <laughs> that stuff takes long... I, don't, I mean, some people, like, like um, Veronica Roth, she wrote the Divergent series while she was still in college, and then, like, she was. She basically was set because that mo- that books like were so successful and they got a movie franchise. I mean, she's the exception here. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not possible, you know, to have a really high paying job from something like I don't know, being a history major, an English major, something like that. But you definitely have to put in some work and have some good internships or whatever, like make the most of college. But I don't. I still don't see like the majority of people who get majors like that. I don't see it paying off, at least not right away. So you'll be in debt for quite some time. <laughs> I mean, some people, I mean, not us. I guess we can't see it because it's not us. But some people really do enjoy school re- regardless of them being in debt because of it. Because they like learning. And they like... I like learning too, but not in the way school wants me to do it. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like, they, they like that environment. They thrive in it. Um, me, I, I, I really don't like tests because I feel like they're not fair. They only show what you know in that moment in time. They don't say what you're capable of also the one thing that's unrealistic about testing is that in real life if you don't know how to do something you go ask someone that knows better or you can look it up online and then do it yourself in a test you can't look anything up you have to do it all from memory that's not how real life works if you really don't know something on the job you can ask someone for help or you can go like look it up how to do it you know it's not yeah like if you're on a job like no you gotta do it from memory like unless well, you're like on the spot and you don't have time uh-huh. But, but if, if that's not the case, you can ask for help, you know? Not I mean, that kind of reminds me of my, <laughs> when I went to see my nurse practitioner, and she literally did not know the answer to something I had, so she looked it up while we were in the room. Like she, there's nothing she wrong with that. It's better than, like, bullshitting it in front of you and be like, oh, oh no, I, I didn't mind it. I mean, she has the education to know, like, if she's looking online, what's real and what's fake. Yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. I, I guess our education system values memorization and whatnot. But that's not how it works in after you after school though you can look up you can look things up if you don't know <laughs> i know i know it's it's stupid this became a rant about school <laughs> i mean oh oh why yeah it's supposed to be a letter to herself okay let's try to get back on track what's the next one like right. if i could speak to my younger self even if it was from the me from yesterday even or like me from an hour ago that's still younger than i am right now <laughs> that's true you will never be as young as you are in this moment I know, right? Oh, I saw on TikTok, a little off topic, but also related. <laughs> I saw on TikTok, Hank Green, or no, it was, um, no, it was one of the guys from ASAP Science. It was not the blonde one, the dark haired one. I don't know his name. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. The dark haired one. I forgot his name, but he was saying that I never the, the most significant, like how we age, the most significant appearance happens when we reach like 34 oh then, i saw that episode yeah, yeah. it's 34 60 65 no it was 60 pretty okay. sure because i remember thinking wow my mom just turned 63 so that happened like a few years ago for her. and then the next one was like either 74 or 75 i think something like in the 70s yeah yeah like that's when the most change happens within your body um was it the cells he mentioned the blood and the cells, but he did say that unless unless you're particularly healthy, you can still look youthful after 34. That's I mean, not to brag or anything, but I am black, so yeah. I kind black of have crack. on my side. Like doesn't crack, and I have been wearing my sunscreen. Me too. Because just because I have dark skin doesn't mean I'm immune from the harmful UV rays. Um, so yeah, as long as you, you know, take care of your skin and eat healthy, drink water, don't stress out, sleep, get get good quality sleep, Mm, sleep too. Yes. I love sleep. What's that saying? Black don't crack and what's the Asian Asian don't raisin? raisin. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. That's true. It's, it's a good, it's a lovely time to be a person of color. I know what I mean. Like (laughs) last month, someone thought I was in middle school. Oh my god. Yeah, when I went out to my birthday last week and uh, told her I was turning 25, she's like, what? I thought you were 18. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll take it. I mean, it's not like people want to look older than they are. Uh, actually, my younger self probably would have because I wanted to get into the clubs and stuff. So it pays to look older. But we- now I'm just like, okay, please ID me so I can get the reassurance that I do not look old we could have a whole episode dedicated to like age and like youth and like growing what, old and how, yeah and, and also like the fetishization of youth and how like people like society really glorifies youth and oh also my makes god it a actually i was really i had that idea for my youtube i'm not gonna lie so i would be prepared for that episode because yeah. i want to do some research because there's yeah. definitely an issue in society about ageism like You'll even see on TikTok how when people reveal their age, they're like, oh, my God, you don't look 30 or whatever. Like, what's wrong? What do you think 30 looks like? First of all, like once you turn a certain age, we're like, we got to wear, I don't know, orthopedic (laughs) shoes and like get your depends on. (laughs) Like, obviously, once you're 30, like you still dress pretty trendy, I guess. And you don't like suddenly have wrinkles or whatever and gray hair I'm tired of the youth thinking at, at a certain age because it starts to make women feel like pressured to to look a certain way and it's not right so 
I think that's definitely an interesting topic to talk about. Something that we can relate to as we get older, I think. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, remember that TikTok I showed you of, like, this girl? She was 24, but she got a comment like, oh, wow, you look so good for 24. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> not a compliment. That's... That's a backhanded compliment. It's really backhanded, because, like, okay, what does that mean? Like, at 24, what are people supposed to look like? You guys are acting like <laughs> we're decrepit. I don't know. <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> I hate it here. Don't do that. I swear to God, if someone finds out I'm 25 and they're like, oh my God, you look good for 25, I'm blocking them. <laughs> That's not a problem. Like an old person. As oh, I get older, you. I'm like, what the heck? Do I look good for my age? Like, stop. Be like that right back at you. Oh, you look good for 18. I thought you were a fetus. I don't know. Yeah, where's your parents? Why are you here alone? <laughs> do you need, where's your adult? Do you need some assistance? Do you need me to call someone for you? Are you lost? Yeah. (laughs) I would say to myself, I learned this from this online course I bought called Emotional Mastery. That really, no matter what moment in time, like, we we are doing our best that we can given our emotional state, what we know about ourselves and about the world, our current, like, mental um, maturity. Mm. Like, at the time, we really are doing our best. It's not like... When I say best, I don't, I don't mean like you're performing at 100%. I mean like you're doing the best that you can at the moment. Yes. And then along with that is to be patient with yourself. Yeah, because like anything that's worth doing takes time. <clears throat> and I used to be very rather impatient and I would give up on things before <laughs> too soon. Mm, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. But I'm getting a lot better at that now. <clears throat> I can stick things out a lot better. I wonder if it's because I'm turning 25 on the 30th, so my brain's pretty much done growing. Yeah, probably. So I'm not a scientist, but I would say so. Yeah. You're better at making decisions. Also, like, I would tell myself, like, honestly, don't worry so much, because I used to worry a lot about, like, different things, and I realized none of my anxieties came true, because my anxieties were, like, worst-case scenario most of the time, and most of them never came true. (laughs) I don't think any of them actually came true. Yeah, that's the problem. I had to catastrophizing everything. Yeah, so I'd be like, oh, what if this happens? What if this happens? And I would like, I would like ruin my day sometimes with that. Yeah, <laughs> but like, like, I'm in a bad mood for a few hours at least. Yeah, you can't predict the future though. So there's no point in worrying in something that hasn't happened yet or might not even happen. Oh, yeah. And another thing I learned from also from that emotional mastery class is that um, lead with the mindset that. You're going to be okay no matter what. Worst case scenarios never happen. So like, but maybe like something mediocre, not mediocre. I mean like, okay, the the okay scenario happens. Even if it's the okay scenario, you're still going to be okay. It's not like the best scenario, but it's not the worst either. I mean, and you know, another point, mm-hmm. even if the worst case scenario happened, in the end, you'll be okay. Either way, whatever happens, you'll be okay. Exactly. Like, eventually, if things do work out. Things have worked out for me. Yeah, exactly. Like, thought, like when I left college, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Because I'm not like everybody else. No, I don't, I'm not going to have a degree. I'm like, that's not oh, the end of the world. You can still have a good life without a degree, I'm just be honest. You just probably, oh, probably harder to make it in the corporate world. But if you don't want a corporate job, like, mm-hmm. you want to, like, create your own living as, like, an independent 1099 person, it's possible, too. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, if they're feeling lost and they feel like the jobs that they heard 
of don't fit for them, maybe it's just because it doesn't exist yet. And they have to <clears throat> create their own job and their own dream life. I know, right? Like 20 years ago, you couldn't be like a like a like a gamer online and like sh- post like your gaming content and make money off of like ad revenue or like Twitch streaming. That no. was not a thing like 20 like, years YouTube ago. Didn't exist either. Like people are making money online. There's so many different ways to make money. You don't necessarily need to go the traditional route and get a degree and then work a nine to five in an office somewhere or whatever. Yeah, like people like are making money selling their art online too. Like if you don't yeah. want to do gaming, you can sell your art or like you can even be a freelance writer too online. Mm-hmm. Or like a blog. There's people like who know what they're doing can make a lot of money off like their ad revenue, like AdSense off their blogs. Yeah. There's so many different ways to make money. I know. So right? don't don't worry if that's something you're thinking about. No matter what, it's gonna be okay. And that more people have, I realized, yeah, there have been people I've met in my life that weren't very nice to me, but I've met more people that have been nice to me in my life than they, that, that, that have been mean to me. So that's reassuring to think back on. Hmm. Yeah, same. And if you don't like someone, then you just, once you're an adult, you don't really have to interact with them. Yeah. Because I'm not really worried about making friends with everyone. I feel it's better to have a very small circle of people you trust and actually like than to act like you need a bunch of friends mm. who you don't trust and who make you feel bad or they're like negative yeah because i hate it. feeling like i have to be nice to people if i don't like you i don't like you i won't be mean to you but i'm not gonna go and really just be nice to you i won't even be friendly no, to you to be honest <laughs> being false with yourself yeah well that's draining maybe we'll say like hi but I'm not going to go out yeah. and really be nice. Yeah, I'd be civil, but I mean... Like at, one of my, like, at one of my jobs... Honestly, I didn't consider any of my coworkers friends. So I just... On break times, I just kept to myself and played on my phone or my breaks. I didn't really talk oh, to anybody. Yeah, I would sit at my own table and listen to my music on my phone. And if they had break that coincided with mine, I, I did not feel bad about moving over to sit with them I just kept to myself once yeah. my break was over I went back to work and that yep. was it like mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm not I, I, I'm not a fake person I'm not gonna pretend or do whatever if I don't like you um, oh, what else did I write down um yeah like things worked out for me in the past even when I was worried so that means most likely they're going to work out for me in the future because I'm not, I don't make dumb decisions. I make, I probably made some foolish decisions back then. Yeah, sure. I probably will make some foolish decisions in the future, but none <laughs> of them are like ridiculously stupid. I mean, we're humans. We're going to make stupid decisions as long as we learn from them. It's kind of why I don't really believe in canceling people anymore. I probably, when I was young, actually, not probably, when I was younger, I think I probably, no, it was not probably, I definitely made mistakes that I probably would be canceled for. Ooh. Uh, you want to spill the tea now? There is no tea. I'm just saying <laughs> off the top of my head, because, you know, things change as you know, society moves forward and we find things offensive that back then wouldn't have necessarily or maybe they were just the people didn't say anything about it back then I don't know I don't want to say that it wasn't offensive maybe it's always been offensive and we're now more aware but when I was younger I I wasn't as self-aware as most young people are so oh, me neither so yeah I was so insecure when I was like like 
like, like I'm 25 now, so like 24, 23, like 22 before 22 and younger was my like peak insecurity. <sighs> what was it for me? I think mm. yes, because I don't know what it was about 23, but I was really feeling myself. Like it, I think it was because it was Hot Girl Summer. I'm pretty sure that's when Megan the Stallion song came out, and I was like, I, I hit peak self-confidence but before that like you said for yourself I was pretty insecure yeah I mean I was still pretty insecure at 23 but not like as bad as it used to be I I think it was just a slow progression I think the more I adulted (laughs) um I started to feel more confident in myself because I realized oh I'm capable of taking care of myself and taking care of business and this didn't turn out as bad as I thought it would. I'm actually able to do these things. Wow, I'm a capable human being. Like, And so that helped build up my confidence once I realized I don't need my mom for this. I can do this myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it, it, it was just slow for me. Some people, I guess, they've always been confident, but that was not the case for me. So if I, if I had to tell my younger self, does the confidence get better? It definitely does, but it takes time. Because yeah. I remember I used to have a whole bunch of depressing <clears throat> journal entries to myself. God, yeah, me too. <laughs> I was so emo. I, reading back on my diary entries, and I'm just, I'm always like, I hope in five years or ten years, that, like, <laughs> if you're reading this, doesn't get better. And I want to tell myself, yeah, it does get better. It takes some time, but you definitely learn to navigate difficult situations and whatnot. Yep. Oh, like, I wish, like, I could go back in time and, like, kind of, like, be, like, my own big sister. I wish I could do that. Me too. That's not possible. I wish I could, though. I mean, you can kind of do it now. I know there are, like, exercises you can do with yourself where you basically talk to yourself as if you were your younger self to help heal whatever traumas you had back then. Oh, yeah, I heard of that. Like, inner child work. Yeah, so you you can basically do it now. It's it's not like you can go back into the past, but you still carry some of those things with you probably and not realize it. Like I would like if I could go back in time, I think I I would put myself in like a private boarding school at like yeah, I remember you mentioned middle that. school to high school. I would do I would do that. Let's just do a go go to like an all girls boarding school. I think that would be good for me. What about it? Do you think would be good for you? What was that? What was the question? I, what about it would be good for you? Just like being more independent because when I was little, honestly, my parents pressured me into doing more things and doing things that I don't think were like suited to my natural interests. Like they wanted me to be a doctor. So I was like, okay, oh God, I'll take these song that. classes and whatnot. But I feel like had I gone to a boarding school and been, been like on my own, I would have like learned more about myself mm-hmm. without their influence. Yeah, because it's, it's not like it would have been there to tell you what classes to take. Yeah, I'd only be home on like like you know winter breaks, summer vacation. But for the most part, I'd be like in the in the, the dorm rooms, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> I wish that too. My mom also pushed me towards STEM jobs. She wanted me to be a nurse, and that definitely influenced the classes I took in high school and then college. But if she <clears throat> had, I definitely would have stuck with English just because I have an inclination towards that. And I was, was always pretty good at BSing my essays. 
Uh, math, on the other hand, didn't matter if I stayed after class. I'm still failing. Hey, I had man. to take algebra over like three times. Oh, and... I peaked in like ninth grade algebra. That I got, I did really well in algebra in ninth grade actually. Huh. But I... after like tenth grade geometry, I got like a C in that class. Mm-mm. Actually, funnily enough, geometry was easier for me than algebra. I don't understand that because algebra freshman year, I got an F. Oh. I got an F in that one. I'd take it again. Um, but geometry, I got a C. I mean, that's not that great, but it's better than an F. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Math doesn't click for me. I it, even, even like science. I remember in college, I had to take chemistry and the theory was okay even though I had literally spent hours studying the theory at home but once it came to like the practical the lab portion it was so bad oh my god I had set a fire at one point that didn't get crazy though but I did not know what I was doing I was like just casually looking at what other people were doing at their stations and kind of copying that it was a hot mess Hmm. so at that moment I knew I was not suited for sciences. I feel like I kind of always knew that, but I was just forcing something because, like I said, <sighs> I was trying to live for other people. Didn't want to disappoint my mom. It's not worth it. Yeah, because I realized in the end, it's me who's going to have to be stuck with my decision. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the people who expected that of me will die unfortunately I don't like thinking about my mom dying (laughs) but like when it's just me I'm gonna be miserable at a job that I don't even care about and honestly it might make you like very resentful of your mom too because if you're not happy and you realize that was her influence on you but you still went with it it might make you very resentful but I think well at least from where I am now maybe if I was younger I would have resented her but I realize now even if she did influence me it was my choice to do that I could have said no at any time so I would have to take accountability for my own actions yeah I think it would have been good for me to go to a Mm. a private boarding school yeah actually that that sounds like an aesthetic when I was little my parents actually did bring the idea up to me but when I was young I got really bad, like, homesickness, where, like, I couldn't do sleepovers because I would just start crying, like, mm-hmm. at night. So, like, I couldn't do it. I, I, little kid me didn't want to do it because I didn't like being away. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Like, I, uh, I, I'm okay with it now, obviously. But, like, <laughs> There's maybe no I would have gotten over now. it. I would have, like, sure, I would have cried for, like, maybe a week or two. But I, I think I would have gotten used to it. Like, the brain adapts easily. At some point, the brain will adapt. I'm not going to cry every day for, like, a whole semester, the whole school year. Gotten used to it. Um, I definitely would have gotten homesick. I remember when my mom left me at my aunt's for, like, two weeks. I was fine for the first week because I was playing with all the other kids. But then one night, it, like, really hit me that my mom still wasn't here. And then I was, like, sobbing. <laughs> I was like, I miss home. <laughs> I miss home. <laughs> Then I had to call her because I was, like, depressed. I didn't want to eat breakfast. <laughs> so it was pretty bad. I, I think as a kid, maybe it's a little harder. Did you think about it again in high school, or did it just not cross your mind? Uh, in high school, I didn't think about um, boarding school. No. But mm-hmm. thinking back on it now, retrospectively, I think boarding school really would have been really good for me. Maybe. I might send my... If I have kids in the future, I might do that for my kids, too. Send them to a private boarding school and let them live there at, like for middle school and high school maybe 
Wait, would you give them the option or would you just send them there? I don't know because for me, if I could control my past self, I would force myself to do it because I know because it because it's me, you know. I can I think I would know what would happen to me had mm-hmm. that happened. But if it's for my kid, I, the kid's not me, so I can't. I don't feel the same way about forcing that onto them because I know yeah. they're not different. They're different from me, so I don't. I'm not sure if I would feel comfortable doing that. Mm. Yeah, we love that awareness. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if they're in middle school, then they're definitely at an age where I think they can make a decision like that for themselves. Um, Elementary school? I don't think they have private schools. Do they? I know they have, like, private, like, like day schools. I don't know if they can, I don't know if they would do, like, a boarding school for middle schoolers. I mean, for elementary schools, because I think you need, like, elementary school, I think you still need parents there to help, like, wake them up and, like, get them dressed and everything. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't think I would want them to go to a boarding school that young because that, that's their, like, formative years. Wouldn't you want to spend time with your kid when yeah. they're that young? Um, but I definitely would, like, for a preschool, I know for facts that I would send my kid to a Montessori. I like their model for those. A what? Their a what? model. A Montessori? Yeah, a Montessori. It, it's basically, I want to call it a fancy preschool. <laughs> um, they encourage kids to have independent thought so instead of there being like set lessons the kids decide what they you know want to focus on oh would you ever consider like homeschooling your kid at least for like the first few years maybe I was talking with another friend about that because she was talking about homeschooling her daughter just because our current education system leaves out a lot of things I thought about that I don't know It, it does make sense our education system is pretty bad the public one at least I don't know about private there's so much, especially about history, there's so much they leave out the people of color. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, yeah. Or I was thinking, like, maybe if my kid wanted to, I could let them, I would let them do, like, if they didn't want to do boarding school, maybe, like, let them do online school for, like, middle and high school, too, I know that's a thing, too. Mm, I don't know about that. I feel like socialization's a big part of school, too. Online school, we're, how are they going to, you know, meet people and learn how to interact with others? Um, I, then I feel like that would fall on my responsibility to, like, on the weekends, take them out and do something with, like, other kids their age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess they could do some clubs, maybe. Yeah, I, I know, like, towns have, like, community, like, sports teams that kids join that's, like, not part of the school, but, like, they do the, they do that thing. But I also thinking about it would want them out of the house, most likely, because I think quarantine has showed me being around someone for many hours of the day, every day basically not healthy you need your space that's why a lot of parents even though it's like the pandemic basically brought their kids back to school because you know you need your space sometimes kids can be hyperactive and kind of annoying you know they don't they don't mean to but you know that's just how kids are so you need your space (laughs) oh another potential podcast idea we can talk about how american society like really romanticizes having kids and like it pushes the idea that oh if you have kids you're definitely going to be happy you need to have kids to be happy but like that's not true you don't have to have kids to be happy like in, when you're when you're an adult yeah it's like they look especially at women as if they're just a brood mare <laughs> your <laughs> yeah. your um your usefulness is contingent on whether or not you can reproduce it's, and that's not true yeah. at all it's really not true. Like, that is terrible for women who can't have children for whatever reason. But they don't want them for whatever reason either. 
yeah like let women decide for themselves it's 2020 we're like in the 21st century goodbye you know oh yeah if i could go back in time too i i would i would sign up my three-year-old self for attendance lessons so that by now maybe i could be facing off against naomi osaka at the u.s open <laughs> <laughs> me i would have stuck with ballet uh could Although, have been like the prima ballerina for like the New York ballet, whatever I don't know what it's called. But. Yeah, I could have been at like some New York ballet company. Although I heard those environments are pretty toxic, though, so maybe not. I mean, you probably high chance of eat, having an eating disorder. Yeah, probably that. Oh like, god, body my body image was already pretty bad in high school. <laughs> it would have been so much worse. Oh my god, because like you gotta be so skinny to be a ballerina, because they're all so skinny. Yeah, they do, because <sighs> it's a part of their they're aesthetic. Skinny. Whatever skinty also i heard preferably white but maybe i could have changed that who knows wasn't there one black ballerina who kind of changed the game was her yeah, name christy i don't know I, I don't know but i remember seeing an ad like there was this like the first like asian female prima ballerina that i mean that's that's cool but the fact yeah. that like we have to like so we still have to say like oh she's the first or he's the first black or first right. asian like, <laughs> Right. There's still so much more progress to go, and yet people say we live in the post-racial world. Sure. Don't. I remember hearing this acceptance speech. Like, I think Tina Fey said this. Don't quote me on this. I'm not sure who said this, but she said that when we have, when we can stop saying, like, oh, the first woman who did this, the first, like, man, who, black man or, like, Hispanic or whatever, like, um, marginalized group did this, when we can stop counting the people who who the first or second to do these ones then we know society has like really like progressed you know yeah although not to sound cynical but i don't think racism will ever end maybe in a hundred years i don't think it's because humans will find something to segregate i don't think i don't think it's possible whether it's your nationality or your race or something people will always see others who aren't the same as them as other it's just human nature <laughs> maybe instead of race we'll, we're gonna have like class issues oh well, i mean that that will never die either i definitely think race might get a little bit more complex because i heard like by 2040 first of all white people will be the minority and second of all we're all just gonna <laughs> get increasingly browner since you yeah. know interracial couples which is a future topic of ours, by the way. It <laughs> uh, is? Co- oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see, the- it. I see it. I see it. <laughs> yeah. And, so anyways, as I was saying, like, I think that's becoming more common. Races mixing together romantically, which is, is nice to see. Um, yeah, but yeah getting brown and, like, racially ambiguous and soon... I don't know what's going to be left. I think black people will still exist because that's a pretty dominant like feature. <laughs> and yeah. I think some form of Asian because those also are pretty dominant features. But I don't know about everything else. Mm. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. What, I'll be dead at that point most likely. So who knows? Unless I get rebirthed. Do you but, believe in reincarnation? Um, I'd like to believe that some form is reincarnated. I'm not sure if I'll be another human or something. But I think the... The spirit definitely does not die. The essence of you, what makes you you, you'll be somewhere in the universe. I, I remember I had a my my like tenth grade English teacher. I think he said that he was medically pronounced dead for a little bit, or someone he knew 
mm-hmm. who was temporarily pronounced dead. And he said that they, when they were like gone for like that minute or whatever, nothing, there was nothing. He was just black. You know, it's kind of like falling asleep. You just, everything just goes black and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Then he woke up. So he's like, he maybe he, because from that, he thinks that there's just no afterlife. You just die. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't think you maintain your consciousness. Like, you know, oh yeah, I'm precious and I, I came from this life before. I, I, I don't think that's what happens. Although I've heard different stories too from people who are like pronounced dead, that they've seen light, that they've seen God or other things. So I don't know. I really <laughs> don't. We won't know until we die, so I really don't know what to say. Like, different people had different experiences when they were pronounced dead. Who knows? The human brain cannot fathom something like death. Like, Shatish, she's seen God. (laughs) Stop. Yeah. Like, Shatish. Yeah. Great philosopher. So, did you want to talk about the resource recommendations? Yes, I recommend Emotional Mastery. Um, he's he. It's made by the guy who runs the Charisma on Command YouTube channel, Charlie Hoopert. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought it when it first came out, so it's only like it's only like three hundred bucks. It, it came out like back in like 2018, 2017, So I'm sure. That, I think the price has increased since then because that was like a like the like the release special offer he did. Like, mm-hmm. so I think it's definitely gone up, but. For 300 bucks, like, the lessons I learned, I think, were really worth it. Because I wouldn't, I don't think I would have learned that anywhere else. Even though they sound so simple, but, like, I don't know who else would have taught me that, like, that I'm going to be okay no matter what. Like, it's just a yeah. cool, really good lesson, even though it's, like, it's a, it's not, like, a hard skill. It's not like I can get a job with just knowing that. But it's still really helpful, like, for the long run. Also, I remember another one that was really helpful. It was, like, um you're 100% enough just the way you are like when Mm -hmm. I first heard that and I was like I think I was 22 21 I was like my mind was blown I was like what you mean I don't have to achieve x y and z before I can start feeling good about myself yeah I can feel good about myself myself right now without having achieved anything what (laughs) I know some of these concepts are so simple but they do help a lot yeah and there's like different exercises that don't that are like help with like emotional mastery and stuff like that and like confidence and too like mm-hmm. yeah I think it's I think it's worth it I'll, I'll try to link that in the description if I remember that I don't it's just not sponsored I don't make a I don't make anything off of this yeah at this point we're not sponsored so all of our suggestions are based off of our own opinions and I don't think even if we were sponsored I wouldn't endorse something that I'd don't agree with or that I don't think was useful mm-hmm, same yeah we wouldn't do like like the blind sponsors we don't even know what it is yeah we're, just... we're not we're not sellouts like that what the heck do you have any other recommendations I can't think of any right now so no okay. well you yeah so I actually have three recommendations the first one's a podcast this podcast changed my life I remember discovering it on my way to Florida back when I was uh 21 maybe I can't remember it was a while ago but it definitely was very formative and changed my life and it's adulthood made easy uh it's been discontinued now but there's so many episodes that were gems 
Like I learned how to raise my credit. Actually, I didn't even have credit back then. So it definitely helped me figure out how to navigate starting a credit card or getting a credit card before you even have credit. Cause that's, that's uh, kind of confusing. Cause it's like, how do you get a credit card if you don't have credit? <laughs> but it, it talks about things like that, like things school definitely doesn't teach you about. Um, it taught me how to find my purpose and a bunch of other things that I was confused about at the time. And then um, I want to recommend The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Rui. I probably said that terribly wrong. But um, The Four Agreements is it's an amazing book to live by. So basically, the first one is to be impeccable with your word. And then to not take anything personal don't make assumptions, and always do your best. And if you remember all of these points, then you basically free yourself from the negativities of life. Like, they won't drag you down. Um, And then the last thing I'd recommend, uh, I just recently downloaded it. I've been seeing, like, uh, excerpts of it from Pinterest, and I really liked the essays that I was reading on there. So I decided to get the book. It's called 101 Essays. Um, Actually, wait, I don't think that's the full title. Hold on. Okay, so yeah, it's 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Weiss. And basically, it's a compilation of 101 essays, as the title says. Um, And each of them have a lesson. Uh, One of them is basically... that I recently read was about social intelligence and there's just a lot in that book I think that helps with life and Mm -hmm. I would recommend it for people in their 20s people who are younger than 20 actually I'd I'd recommend it for any age because you you can learn at any point in your life yeah so those are those are my recommendations they they definitely helped form who I am today and my confidence and a self-esteem and stuff mm-hmm. and sometimes it's really it might not even be like any book or course it could just be time like you could just need time to grow up to like feel better about yourself oh yeah time because you you get you gain more experience and you learn from those especially if you like to reflect which I like to reflect a lot sometimes I'll stay up till 3 a.m thinking about what happened yeah that's sounds like ruminating though <laughs> Okay, yeah, okay. There's, there's a level of it you probably shouldn't ruminate over, it, but reflecting is fine. But you find yourself thinking about the same thing over and over again. Um, that's not good. Oh, yeah, definitely explore any interest that you're interested in, even if it won't make you money, even if it's not for money making purposes. Do it, yeah, definitely. Um, have hobbies for yourself that aren't just for monetary reasons. Oh, god, like last year, I tried to just be like. I want to just make focus on my side hustle and go to work and nothing else because I'll wait until I make money. <laughs> like, like that's yeah. I'm I'm way happier like doing like hobbies and working on my side hustle and getting a normal job because mm-hmm. I feel like there's more worth. It, like life is more worth living even if I'm not even if I'm, everything I'm doing doesn't relate to making money. No, I I think it's just healthy to have things to do that's not related to work. Mm-hmm. Because tying money to something just makes it more stressful. Yeah, That's why some people say don't make your passion your job. Because it can mm-hmm. suck the fun out of it. 
I heard that's like someone said that it was might it might be a quote like the quickest way to like hate something is to make it make it your job. Because mm-hmm. I mean, work is not always going to be fun, <laughs> but you needed to live in the society, so mm-hmm. at least have some hobbies on the side to make it a little bit more bearable. Oh, I remember this other piece of advice too. Like it's this thing like for people who don't know what they're passionate about, um, just pick something you're mildly you're interested in. You don't have to be passionate about, but like that interests you. And then the more you learn about it, the more like immersed you get into it, it'll become it could become a passion later on. I don't think I have anything else to say. <laughs> All right, then take us home. The mic is yours. All right, so thank you for watching and listening. Join us again next week when we talk about K-pop. Oh, yay! Annyeong, haseyo! Oh, God, that was really good. So wrong, hey. (laughs) So wrong, hey. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, we'll be talking about our favorite opars and Nuna. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. um, So, yeah, look forward to that. Please don't forget to leave a nice review for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Um, also, please don't forget to subscribe, like, download, um, because it really helps us out. Mm. Uh, and thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. PE class is dismissed. Yeah. <laughs>